0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Sydney Hampton. And Gilda Wabbit. And this is Love Bites.
1: A podcast about sex, relationships, and all offered to you by two underqualified, overcaffeinated drag queens.
0: So true. My coffee <laughs> number three. We've been going since 5 a.m. Both of us have to pee like racehorses, but we're still going to record this episode. Yes, absolutely.
1: And today we have some really interesting questions.
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, a college dorm that has been uh, just... Overrun, while, yes, overrun with uh, upside down pineapples and the uh, what would you call it? The like social. social... And they accidentally
1: co-opted the imagery of like group sex culture, yeah,
0: which it could be concerning for some people, I suppose. Yes, uh, we'll get into that, and also
1: we're going to be talking about sex on antidepressants,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how to have good sex and reassure your partners even when you can't come.
0: Yeah, like suppose a bitch sometimes, but That'd be yeah,
1: mental health on point, dick on soft.
0: Flaccid, poor placid. Flacid <laughs> and fam bitch. Flacid and fam what, what's, what's another
1: effort? Flaccid, fem, and fabulous. That's what Lush Pro makes me, baby. Bitch, Flacid Fem and T
0: shirt with that on it. Fem <laughs> and Fabulous. This isn't it this isn't an ad either. Um I just so you know Ezra, uh Ezra Bob the Drag Queen's ex trans partner. Yes. Ezra, Ezra Michaels. Yes, Michaels. Um they have t shirts that one of them says T for T fantasy. Yes. And It's a crop. Yes,
1: I need it. I just bought it.
0: Ah! Yeah, they're only doing 100 of them. so you, not, you, you oh, I should it. get on that. You should. It's I've, T4T Fantasy. It's super cute. I just got it. Do
1: you know what merch I recently lost? What? I cannot find my Scarlet, Scarlet Envy crop top and sweatpants. <gasps> I know.
0: That was such a cute... That was like the cutest merch I've ever seen in my life, too, because it matched.
1: I wonder if I put it away. Oh, you know what I think I did? I think I put it away for summer mm. because it's a crop top. But now that it's fucking 60 degrees outside in February, I want to wear it again. Well, it's I have 45 to today. Well... But I need to like go and like yeah. pull it out and be like, since it can't decide whether it's hot or cold, yeah. since Miss Weather is not mm-hmm. on a mood stabilizer.
0: I almost wore my really queer uh, hoodie that I turned into a crop top, So, but it was too cold and I, I was like, no, I'm going to go back in the house. But um, that's an idea. We should talk about merch sometime. I feel like we could make really cute Love Bites merch. We're that's on episode three, so if you guys are already into merch, just let us know. Um, we'll get you. We'll get you together.
1: Plastic fangs from Hot Topic. Yeah.
0: Plastic bangs from... Aww. That'd be really cute, too. Yeah. Little buttons with little teeth on them and a heart. Mm, Yes. And, like, nails. Anyway, I can't wait for this episode. Let's go. Let's go. Hit it.
1: Hi, Sydney. Hi, Gil. How are you? I'm
0: doing fabulous, actually. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. I had a personal training session this morning.
0: Oh. The
1: estrogen's making me weaker.
0: Like, physically weaker? Yeah. That makes sense.
1: My numbers are dropping. It's harder to work out.
0: Does it make you, like, tired? Yes. like So tired okay. after a workout.
1: Which is fine. It's just, like, lame. I want to be a strong woman.
0: Okay. Like that, that bitch from Encanto. Yeah. Yeah. I probably shouldn't call women bitches.
1: I'm the toughest and the bravest. I don't know the words.
0: Honestly, though? But also, what do you know you, what? What if you say that Sunday?
1: Do you know? I can't. I'm not Latino at all.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. You're but right, do you right.
1: know what that song reminds me of? What? Do you know Repo the Genetic Opera? Yeah, of course. One of the characters sings, I'm the smartest and the toughest. Yeah. I can find a hole and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I'm listening to Encanto, I'm like, why does this sound like Repo?
0: I wonder if they, I mean. Lin-Manuel has great taste. Yeah, truly. Just great taste. So tell me what's new. Because I have I, literally the only time we get to actually socialize is here.
1: Yeah, I mean um, Church is going very well Uh, I have filmed a small documentary Well, no, I didn't film But a group filmed a small Mm -hmm. documentary about me um, And filmed it at church So once we have release dates And streaming, blah blah information That'll all be here, but it was really fun
0: I haven't gotten to know any, because I've not been at church. So, I know.
1: But... She's been to one of the six darlings. Yes. One of the I've six. I've been
0: taking care of my mental health.
1: She's on a healing journey.
0: Tell me, what the what is this? I didn't even know you were doing a documentary.
1: Yeah. So I got reached out to um, a friend of mine works for a company called Very Loud Media. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, we're doing documentaries on like local Louisville artists. Um, can we do, like, an interview with you and see if you're, like, a good fit? And the team was like, holy shit, we, like, definitely want to do this. Um, and I think it's going to be, like, a short. It's not going to be, like, a full like, no. hour and a half. Um, but they came over and they did the thing that documentarians love to do with drag queens, which is, like, put on your makeup, Dory and Corey style, and talk to us about your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the little straight cameraman who's so cute and everyone wanted to have sex with when he was a play cried because my story was so touching um, and then they came and filmed church which was super fun we had a great crowd um, they even provided us some like free entries to give away so that we had extra people there mm-hmm. which was cool it's nice that some people who like don't always get to come because it's a $5 cover were like oh I can go which is super cool um, yeah it was really fun oh yeah I was happy I looked beautiful
0: I heard, I heard really good things about, like, I've, cause the, with my absence at church has been noticed, obviously. So, um, poor Stevie Dix is beside herself. She can't, she's like, I'm bored, and whenever you're not here, so I have to cause trouble. And she, like, broke a whiteboard, um, and then blamed it on Beverly Hells. I didn't As know she this. Should. As she should.
1: I'm not, I'm never, now that I'm doing Church the way I'm doing it, yeah, I'm never like, backstage. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what's happening. Of course, Stevie's bored.
0: Yeah. She's, she's she's like. no one to talk to. Yeah. She's like, where, she's like, Sydney Hampton's not here. I need to cause trouble. So like, she but she's told me like that. She said that the, the audience has been great. They're like super supportive. They enjoy the show. The format's really cool. It's super like kind of grungy feeling because like you're in the middle of it. And Stevie and I came from like we both got our our drag starts in the same bar. Yeah. And the setup at that bar is very similar to Church's setup now, so we're right at home. Yeah. Like that's where we like those oh, are our yeah. stomping grounds. I was a dive bar girl in New York. Yeah. So absolutely, like, we feel we feel very very good. And like the the one time that I was there on New Year's Day, I had a great time. God, it was and beautiful. Stevie
1: looked so good this last Sunday. If you don't follow, is it Stevie Dick six 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 on Instagram? I
0: believe so. Stevie Dick six 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 on Instagram. She's so. Pussy. Yeah. And She's if you, so cunt. If you need to find her, you can also find her in my tagged photos, because that's, like, my that's, my... that's my number one bitch right there.
1: Yeah. Or if you need to find her... Oh, I would say you could go to Triangles, but it's close now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely close. So you can find her at Big Bar. Big Bar. Yeah. Trying to, trying to suck some dick. Good for her. So, yeah. Uh, I'm glad Church is going well, and I okay. didn't know about the documentary. That's really exciting.
1: Your mental health break has been good?
0: Yeah, actually. I'm doing very, very well. I'm um, letting go of past trauma, and... Uh, I'm quitting smoking. She's on Chantix. I'm on Chantix.
1: Not sponsored. Chantix yeah. sponsor us.
0: Yeah, honestly though, seriously, because that's it's. I mean, it's free for me because I have Medicaid. But also, I w- I'll take your money. Yeah. Yeah, it'll help pay for like podcasting equipment. So Botox yeah. and Botox. Oh, also, I'm getting lip filler and Botox.
1: Oh. I'm gonna when
0: I'm whenever whenever I I wanna I'm gonna take like so there I wanna like have like a th- like a two month break. I wanna like get my coin together so that I can take a two month break. And then I will to take a two-month break. I want to come back. Big old fucking lips. Cheeks. Eyebrows. Pumped. I want my forehead Botox, My uh, eyes Botoxed. I want my chin filled because I hate my butt chin. I want to, like, get all of this work done. Come back and look like man to the poor. Nobody can touch me. Two months. I have to turn around everything in two months. I love that. Yeah. That's what I want for myself.
1: And I, I, can, I can afford it now. That's so fun. I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to
0: just be a different person.
1: Yeah. Like in my face. Just take estrogen. (laughs) What
0: if I did? If I, if I had, if I'm on, I said I might be on estrogen by the end of the year, and it's only, it's only February, so.
1: I I feel like the Carrie Colby of Louisville, I just, like, keep being, every time someone's like, I have a gender thought, or, like, I want my face to look different, or blah, 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 I'm like, do you want to microdose E? Do you want to try to microdose E? I've considered
0: it. I have the same concern. Now I'm at the same, okay, so do you remember, like, back in August, whenever you were like, I'm afraid I'll lose, like, powers of my dick. I'm afraid to do that. I also don't want to get I don't think I want tits. Oh well then you don't want to be honest them. Yeah. I don't want like tit tits. Yeah. I mean I do want tits. Yeah. But like I I want I w I don't want them you all. You want the time. tits that you can remove. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want just like to just put on like a bra. Yeah. Like sometimes I want to have like tits in my body. Yeah. But then the next day I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm a boy today. Like today I woke up and I was like, I'm a boy. Yeah. Can't relate. Yeah. It's the non binary bullshit. I know. I not I'm not her. Yeah. Being non-binary sucks.
1: I'm a binary woman. I'm straight. I like missionary position. Shut up.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, it's the most intimate position. I know. I think we've I think we bonded over this before. We have. It's yeah. like it's like a bit that I do now on microphone too. Is like I'm a missionary position
1: apologist. Um, speaking of missionary position and sex, should we get into these lovely questions? Oh,
0: absolutely. Then I'm very let's excited. Do it. I already pre-read them, and they are quite quite upper alley. So our first question of the day is called upside down pineapples. My college dorm has a tradition in which every month the RA has to make door decorations for each dorm in their hallway. This month, the RA decided to base the decorations off of the school's mascot, a pineapple. It's a weird mascot for a school, but work. This decision has left my hallway covered in haphazardly placed pineapples on each of the residents' door. How do I tell my poor sweet RA that he has accidentally indicated that my entire floor wants to engage in group sex?
1: I love it. Mm-hmm. I I have a question.
0: Yeah, and this could
1: be really ignorant of me, but I it's maybe it's not even a question. Maybe it's just a statement. I think that the idea that pineapples are used to indicate group sex is a thing most of us only know because we are hyper online. True. Because that sort of that sort of imagery is specifically created so that you can communicate something about yourself only to the people who are in on it yeah and not to everyone else and so in my brain i am not concerned i'm using an accent now i'm not concerned that there are pineapples all around the dorm rooms because um if you want to have group sex great but like are any of you all participating in pineapple group sex culture in the dorms actually or are you in a dorm room where that subculture is not particularly present And so it doesn't communicate the same thing Because imagery and language Is contextual Yeah, Nothing has a defined definition It's right. all about where you are and who's reading it And what they take from it
0: If anything, I mean, so it could just be like um, like Pineapple, tropical Fun summer, whatever SpongeBob,
1: Spongebob lives in a pineapple under the yeah. sea
0: And he's not a swinger that we know of
1: I th- Yeah, see him.
0: He, they? I feel like SpongeBob's a they. he, they off topic, off topic. Um, so I think that, like, with this, pine, like, I mean, you can literally just, like, exist in a world where you're in on the joke. Or, like, not even necessarily a joke. Like, you know something that everyone else might not know. And you get to just, like, giggle when you walk through the door. Yeah, that's fun. And see pineapples. I enjoy that. So I think that you could just not say anything. Are other people in your dorm talking about how they're not comfortable because they feel like everyone around them is having group sex? That's something that you can think about. Right.
1: Are people uncomfortable? Or yeah. is it sort of a conversation of, like, isn't it weird? We all know this from the internet, but, like, none of us are participating in this. Because those are two different things. Yeah. And
0: yeah. if the RA is just, like, trying to do, like, a cute, fun, silly thing, then maybe they're just doing a cute, dumb, silly thing, and you guys can just, like, let them... Maybe they're, like, really invested, you know?
1: In the pineapples. In the pineapples. Or maybe, maybe not. Also...
0: Maybe they also... Maybe they know the joke, and they're just, like... Like, doing this doing this thing that they think is, like, haha! I'm going to quietly do the it's same cheeky. That's, that's cheeky and innocent, but, like, be having a good time being on the joke.
1: But also, if you really are concerned, the only advice I have to how do I tell my RA this is to just say yeah. it. you just have to, like, like, that's, like, a funny thing I think we're sort of, like, having these conversations about right now, especially in this, like, sort of hyper online moment, is, like, how do I say things the right way? Yeah. And to be really frank and to be really honest... There's, like, not really a right way to say most things.
0: Yeah, that's so you true. you just
1: have to say it. Um, and why is there not a right way to say most things? And I'll loop it back around to the beginning of what I said. It's because language is contextual. Mm-hmm. And you can try your best to say it the right way, but that doesn't mean that someone's going to hear it the way you want them to or that the language you're using is going to mean the same thing to them. So you just got to fucking say it. Yeah. And try your best.
0: Yeah, say it and don't be an asshole about it. That's, uh, typically, if you just try not to be an asshole, then you'll succeed.
1: Right, and there's not even a set of rules to what is or is not being an asshole. You just yeah. have to, in your own integrity, try to not be an asshole.
0: Yeah, be like, hey, uh, Darren, did you know that pineapples mean something completely different in a different context than in the dorm?
1: First of all, my name is SpongeBob SquarePants. And uh, second of all, uh, pineapples are really important to me. Um, and I did not know that, but I'd really like to keep using the pineapples because they remind me of home.
0: I love that. Thank you, SpongeBob, and I'm so sorry for getting your name wrong. That's okay. Your name tag says Darren. That's really confusing.
1: Yeah, it's because I'm not actually the RA. I murdered somebody and Uh, took their uniform.
0: Very good. Good job. Thanks. You ate that Uh, up. You bodied that. Well, in that case, I guess pineapples. (laughs) Um, Pineapples are fine. Uh, We're not angry with the pineapples. And if you want to have that conversation, just have it. No big deal. With that said, Gilda, should we take an ad break?
1: Let's take an ad break. Shh. Peace be with you. And also with you, are you looking for a new, exciting queer venture? Starting on Sundays at 9pm at Play Dance Bar, we have CHURCH, a brand new, dirty, grungy, dive bar-y show right here in Louisville, Kentucky, hosted by yours truly, Gilda Wabbitt, featuring the likes of Sydney Hampton, Stevie Dix. KT smiles. Sapphire Rose, Tana Boots, Vic Leone, Vivica Darko, Cole Michaels, and Brianna Burns. It's going to be a good fucking time. See you on Sunday. Welcome back.
0: We're here, we're queer, and we have I think this is one of my favorite ones to talk about.
1: Absolutely. This is
0: going you're going this is this is definitely for you. Lumis Lexapro.
1: Thoughts. I have thoughts. Um, so here are, here is the question. I recently went on antidepressants about six months into a relationship with my partner. While working great for my mental health, it has significantly impaired my ability to orgasm. My partner and I have had several conversations about this and I've reassured them that it is fine that I don't finish every time. I still enjoy the act of having sex with them anyway. After these conversations though, my partner has just kind of completely given up on trying to pleasure me altogether. How can I convey to my partner that I'm still enjoying myself when I can't orgasm? On the flip side, how can my partner stop feeling like they failed when they've tried and I still can't finish? Tough. Mm -hmm. Tough stuff. Sex is such a tricky conversation in relationships because of, like, the culture we have around it. And the culture is truly so boring. Yeah. It's like stick a penis in a vagina, pump away until the penis comes move on. Yeah. And that's like what everyone sort of expects.
0: Yeah. Um focused on the fin- on the finale right. of the penis having pleasure right. person. Yeah, and we don't even
1: know what genitals are involved in yeah. in, in what they're going on. But too. even 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 yes. with that
0: said, the the focus is often still on the climax yeah. like yeah. culturally.
1: Um yeah, and I I think this is really interesting. I think it's great that you have already communicated, "Hey, I'm still having a good time, whether or not I can finish. Like, I still want to have sex with you. I still enjoy it. Um, And I think it is troubling to me that your partner has given up on pleasuring you and also can't seem to hear what you've said. Like, you, at at least in the way you've phrased this question, it sounds to me like you've already had this conversation. Yeah. You've already been like, hey, it feels good. Hey, I still want to have sex. And your partner has decided against what you've said that, like, it doesn't matter. They're not going to pleasure you, and if they've tried to pleasure you, it's a failure. Even though you've already said, like, I've gotten pleasure out of this.
0: Yeah. Um, also, it's like there's there's documented there's documented evidence that says, hey, whenever you're on antidepressants, you might not be able to come. So <clears throat> your partner should already know this, and if you're telling them, I still enjoy this, you're like you you're you're actually putting it in there that you that you want to still do this thing, and they're it kind of sounds like they're insecure to me like they're insecure I've been here before they're insecure about not being able to get you off and that can be tough considering our culture and like especially I'm, I'm gonna I don't know the gender of, of these, these people askers, yeah. so um I'll just I have like most things I just have to pull from my own personal experience as like a uh non-binary he used to who, who has a penis being with another person with a penis when someone uh, when one of us can't get off it sometimes feels like a failure and that can be, like, hard for your ego. Like, the masculine part, especially like the masculine side of your ego can be, like, really damaged. Because then you feel like you're just not doing good. Like, what did I do wrong? Why can't I get this person off? Even though you know, like, oh, you're on an antidepressant and you're still enjoying yourself, like, in your head you can get, like, you can get stuck in your head and you can just feel like, like shit or, like, you're not doing a good job. But that's not the reality. You can still be doing a great job, especially since you're telling them I still have a great time with you. But, like Gilda said, the troubling thing here for me is less about the, like... Like, all of this cultural stuff is kind of, like, things that can only be helped so much as individuals. But not, like, them just giving up on trying to pleasure you at all is kind of disturbing to me because you're telling them, like, you can still have a good time and if they're just not focused on you anymore, that's not intimacy. And that's just not fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I... I I know. <laughs> I always feel like I'm the queen of, like, give up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, like truly, well, I don't know how long this has been going on for you. You said that you were on antidepressants about six months into a ra- relationship recently. Um, so, like, there can still obviously be evolution on this. And, mm-hmm. like, something that's really important is, like, if you want to, like, cont- cont- continue trying to have the conversation. Because some people need reassurance mm-hmm. and, and need... Uh, help, but I do want to say this. I I think it is important in a relationship period, if you are, if you are both wanting to have sex and you are struggling to find the way to have sex that feels good or to feel secure in the mm-hmm. sex that you're having, it is important for you both to be in the act of trying. And if your partner is not putting an effort, um, that is a problem. And I if they continue to not put an effort after you all continue to have these conversations, um, I think that could end up being something that is becomes sort of unmanageable. Yeah. Um. I, I had when I was married, my husband and I stopped having sex two years into our relationship. And I was like, I don't want to stop having sex. I really want to have sex. And he would not communicate with me about it. He said, I don't want to have sex anymore. It's not you. It's me. And then I'd be like, what is it like? Does it hurt when we have sex? Is it not enjoyable? Should we try more positions? Do you like not want to be penetrated anymore? Like what's the deal? And he was just like, I don't want to have sex. Um
0: Those aren't a conversation. It was it was never a conversation. He
1: just like he just like stopped. And like I was like, I this is not just about physical intimacy. This is also about like emotional and intellectual intimacy. Mm-hmm. You're not sharing with me about your experience. Yeah. And so I have no information. And also I like feel kind of bad. Yeah. What does that it, do
0: to you whenever that conversation's not happening? I don't right. want to have sex, period. Right. What that your brain's just gonna to try to fill in those blanks. Right. Which is why the conversation's helpful.
1: Right. And yeah, and I wanted I wanted to know, and obviously we're divorced, but like like it's interesting that like like sort of what happens to me is we start having sex. I didn't have an answer. He had no interest in trying to craft any form of physical intimacy. Um, and I am a person who wants a lot of physical intimacy. And so I walked down this path um, into my like ho era, mm-hmm. which like he allowed, but like didn't participate in and was not particularly interested in. Um, and it became this like big wedge of like separation between us because it felt like in this relationship, I could not bring my whole self to him. Mm -hmm. And he was not bringing something about himself to me. And like, it's okay. Like what I'm, I'm, what I'm not saying is that my husband not wanting to share that with me is like bad. Like everyone is allowed their own privacy and their own level of consent. And he had decided this is not okay. I don't want to talk about it and I don't want to do it anymore. But like what I needed to know for myself was like, then it's not okay for me to be in this relationship because Mm -hmm. this is like an important aspect of myself. Um, And now I'm like f- four years, three, four years removed from that relationship. And I've had a couple other relationships and I'm just kind of swinging back around the other way and realizing that like, no, I like want to be monogamous. I just like want to be monogamous with a person who wants to fuck my brains out all the time. Like I have a high libido, but I'd rather like be in relationship with like a person. Um, I think, I also think this is a whole nother conversation, but I kind of like think that I'm like really only arouse by people who I'm like emotionally connected with, which is like a whole different whatever. But like that's like discovery. You know what I mean?
0: We are the same person. Yeah, always, I talk about this all the time. Yeah, like it's so it's it's weird. It's it's the Venus. It's the Taurus and Venus. Taurus and Venus. Yeah,
1: but like anyway, what I'm trying to get at is like, it sounds like you're doing all the right things. Yeah, it sounds like you're communicating. You're reassuring your partner. You're continuing to try to be in sexual relationship with your partner. Um, and I am um, sorry that you're not getting a reciprocal energy there. Um, and I hope that you keep trying and I hope it works out. But also, like, if you all keep trying and your partner keeps saying, like, I'm not... Or just keeps not attempting to mm-hmm. pleasure you and... Um, also seems to like not want to like have sex because it makes them feel like a failure. Like it's okay that they feel that way. Like they're super valid to feel that way, but also that might make you all not super compatible. Yeah. And that's also fine. It's, it's sad. It's frustrating. Um, It can be annoying to go back into the dating scene, but like if, if you are like on antidepressants and still want to fuck and still want to have pleasure because like how you express yourself and your partner's not participating in that, that's like a concern.
0: Yeah. And you can, you can make the decision to like stay in the relationship and, and like, if this is something that they just, if they, if, if it becomes a thing where you're, you're not compatible sexually, but everything else about your relationship is working, y'all can make the decision to not engage with each other, each other sexually and open up and go do whatever you want to do if both parties are into it. But I think right now you're doing all the work that you need to do. Like Gilda said, you're, you're having the conversation, you're communicating effectively, um, and it sounds like maybe they just need to kind of maybe just ask them to sit with it for a little bit, like give them the information and then step away so that they can chew on it. That's good sometimes that's the best thing. Cause if y'all are trying to have a conversation about something that I've been here, this can be really, a really uncomfortable conversation. And sometimes like I'm a person who needs a lot of reassurance. I just do. I'm very insecure. So I have to get reassurance, but I also have to learn how to like reassure myself so that sometimes means taking what somebody said. So like if it was you and I in a relationship and you tell me that I enjoy having sex with you, but I can't orgasm. And then whenever we're having sex and I have a big finish, it's really great. And then you don't finish. I might feel insecure because I feel like, you know, am I just, am I not doing a good job or whatever? Like, even though I know my brain still wants to go into this insecure place. So you provide that reassurance. Then it's up to me to sit with that and chew on that and go, you didn't do anything wrong, Sid you dick them down so good you did your best and like i have to like get over the fact that you didn't get off so try maybe approaching it from have the conversation but don't sit in the conversation let them kind of it's up to them to take what you said and apply it really it's it's their responsibility to not let the insecurity manifest itself in a way that they are no longer trying to please you. Right. That's the troubling or, part for me.
1: Or it's their responsibility, if they feel really insecure, to help you come up with ways to reassure them. Yeah. To, to, to come to the table and say, okay, I'm feeling insecure. Um, can we try this form of reassurance for me after we have sex?
0: Oh, you know a really good one for me? Yeah. Um, so I'm in a I'm I'm in a like pseudo relationship right now with someone who does not communicate the same way that I do. It's really interesting. They're a Taurus. Um, but they're an April Taurus. It's crazy. Um, so they are very, like, they're very, um, I'm a very emotional. I'm very emotional. And I like to talk about my feelings now. And I like to, uh, like, if I'm, like, insecure about something, I'm going to talk about it. Whereas they typically kind of seem like they're more of, like, a they take care of everything in their own head. And, like, they communicate, but, like, not the same way that I do. Yeah. It's not that they're bad at communicating. They just don't communicate the way I do. Different styles. So we had a conversation. We had, like, a little moment. Um, the night before last where they said something that kind of like triggered me and i was like i kind of like did one of my little manic rants and then they were like huh that upset you didn't it and so we like had a conversation the next day about it and they were like okay well i'm gonna try to do this differently or but i just need you to try to do this thing too so like we had this conversation and one of the things that we're gonna try like they know now that i need like reassurance and like positive affirmations are very important to me so like Maybe that's something that you can try. This is like, you're having sex, you know, you, they finish, um, and you don't. And then afterwards, maybe you can like find sexy ways to tell them what you really liked about it. Rather than just like wiping off and going to take a shower or something and turning on Shit's Creek, like maybe sit there for a second and talk about the things that you really enjoyed that they, that maybe they did well or a moment that like really excited you. That way they can say, okay, like their brain can acknowledge that you didn't get off. But, They know about this thing that happened that was a really good time for you. And then they can still feel accomplished. Maybe that's something you try.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. Also, do you want to hear a fun story time? Yeah, let's hit. So as a woman on estrogen, I um, haven't fully run into the issue of coming, but I have run into the issue of like, my penis is sometimes hard, but sometimes not. Um, And I recently had like uh, a hangout session with a, a a boy that i've I've seen a couple times. And we started seeing each other before I was on estrogen. And I remember when I got on, I like told him, like, by the way, like this could change, blah, blah, blah. um and and previously, when we had seen each other, like the two times we had sex before I was on estrogen, we, like had a lot of sex, like multiple times over the course of an evening before he went home. Um, and this time, we got together. We were hanging out. Um, we got naked. We had sex. It was super great. It was really fun. I like. I like can sort of give you like a one good hard on in an evening. I, like where I'm at kind of girl. Unless I like take a little blue pill, which mm-hmm. which is is reserved for when like I'm really feeling spicy. Yeah. Um, and then we were like we were like watching anime. And then I was like kind of like okay cool like it's time for you to go. And he was like, but I want to have sex one more time. And I I felt insecure. Because uh-huh. I knew, well, I didn't know, but I was like, I don't think I'm gonna get like that hard. Like, I don't think it's gonna be pleasurable for you if I'm not like crazy hard. Um, and like, also sometimes when you're not crazy hard, it can, like penetration can just be difficult.
0: Yeah. Like, like it just it's like trying to it's like trying to put one of those little right those little things inside. Like, you know, yeah. you know, what I'm talking about the things yeah. in bathrooms.
1: Yes, yes, yes. But holes. I don't
0: have visuals.
1: But holes. Really can be tight. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay. Like, I want you to know this about me, that like, this might happen. I'm feeling a little insecure about it, but like, if you want to have sex, I want to try. Yeah. Cause like, you're hot. Like, it's not that I don't enjoy you. It's just that my body works this different right now. Uh, and so we got down to it and like, little Miss Gilda, um, got firm enough to enter. Uh, and then when I was inside of him, I like felt myself like getting soft. But like I was still able to like stay inside yeah. of him, um, and usually he's like one of those bottoms who like like comes really hard from getting fucked. Just like touches dick for a second. I was like, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and we had sex, and we were having fun. We were like making eye contact. We were like being cute together. And um, it took a little bit longer, but eventually I came, and he did not. And I remember feeling like. Yeah. a little like bummed out because I knew that like part of it was like you know like, the G-spot is like a certain depth and mm-hmm. needs a certain firmness deep into the butthole and like I just like wasn't getting there and I like got done and I was like thanks that felt really good for me and he was like it felt really good for me too and I was like it did? and he was like yeah sometimes you're a little rough with me and so like something like gentler mm-hmm. is really nice and like just because it didn't come doesn't mean it wasn't yeah. pleasurable and I was like Oh, and it like clicked, and like I, I'm excited because I think like if I like keep reinforcing mm-hmm. that, I'm gonna unlock like
0: <laughs> that's impo- a that's soft
1: like- dick top versions yeah. of me. where I'm like excited to be like, listen, I'm not gonna be crazy hard, but I still want inside you, ho. Let's yeah. go.
0: That's important. Like that's something too. Like with the reinforcements, because you have an insecurity. Like right. you're a trans woman, yeah, who's a top, yes, and you're going to experience difficulty getting and staying hard sometimes, yeah, and. That can make you feel insecure because sexually you're supposed to be like a force. Right. And sometimes you can't be a force in that way. But that doesn't mean that you can't be a force. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And like sometimes, some, some, sometimes sometimes I feel like, like I'm having a lot less sex now than I used to have. But like, so like my process of this is like going slower than I'm used to. I'm used to being able to like, I can try like 12 things at once in a week and I can't do yeah. anymore. But like. Uh, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm also having to learn, which I think is similar to being on antidepressants is you're like learning a new style of sexuality for yourself Mm -hmm. because your body is different, your hormones are different, your brain chemistry is different. And I'm like learning how to show up as a top without feeling pressured to be particularly masculine. Yeah. um, Or how to show up in like a dominant way because like I really like that without trying to be like daddy, but like being able to be like mommy and like those like flavors are different and like I'm having to like and a struggle that I have is that I can't always communicate what is going to work for me or what I want to do because I'm still learning. Um, but I've been very privileged and I think it is really helpful when I have someone who I'm participating with who is like, cool, I'm like, I like you. So it's not about are we getting off? Are we having the best sex of our life right now? It's just about like we like each other. So we are in relationship and we want to express our uh, care for each other with physical, sexual intimacy. Yeah. Um and that is so helpful. And it's also why I'm like way pickier than I used to be. I'm out of the hoe era. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so over no, it Over
0: it, over it. Yeah. I feel like even though we started talking about something, I feel like it still relates to the, the conversation that we were having. Right. About and so insecurities,
1: and insecurities and our bodies changing oh, yeah. and functioning in different ways. We're
0: professional podcasters, bitch. We, we like we circle back. Baby. Yeah, honestly. Always connected. Yeah, make sure you're subscribing, because it's only gonna get better from here.
1: Yeah, subscribe it wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess then Gil, um... That's our question. That's our question.
1: Thank you all so much for joining us here on Love Bites. I'm Gilda Rabbit,
0: And I'm Sydney Hampton. And we hope that you will
1: listen next week. (laughs) Do-do-do-do.